Wilson, junior touchdown. Marvelous Mark. This is Chasing the Natty, a college fantasy football podcast. All right, welcome in everybody. This is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chasing the Natty podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful ride to your work. Uh, what am I saying? I'm so used to saying the same thing. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh my goodness. And I'm screwing up already. Tuesday evening here. Yes, we're doing something a little different this week, y'all. We're doing our CTN episode live here. Um, it, this is going to be kind of a fun time. Again, you guys can, are already dropping a few questions there in the chat. We got a ton of questions we got here ahead of time from Twitter, just as we normally do. But we're just going to run through pretty much all of them here. Um, if y'all can let me finish my little spiel here to start, we'll get back underway here. Again, we are the College Fantasy Football Podcast on the Campus Again Podcast Network. You can find us on all of your podcast feeds and on YouTube every Monday and Wednesday morning during the season. And we'll be going back to our regular Monday release schedule during the off season after we take a break during the month of December. If you want to support the great work we're doing here, head on over to campusacan.com and subscribe there with one of our tiers starting at three or excuse me, two ninety nine there. You'll find everything you need for your cff devi and c2c embedding needs there including rankings articles tools and even more than that you can also find me in the show on twitter i'm at cff underscore jared and the show is at chasing the natty and the handsome devil over there to my left is mr justin leo at volume pigs on twitter justin how you doing tonight sir hey man i'm doing good uh this is exciting you know switching it up the format so uh, interested to see what sort of questions we get tonight and uh, it won't be too different for me I guess in terms of the research because usually I just wing it anyway so we're getting questions that you know didn't really have a chance to research so it won't be too different for me but uh, yeah excited excited for this weekend as always again it's championship week again obviously these are some of the more important start sits and everything like that but for the most part like unless you have a USC player you are looking at this and saying like all right who are the guys have gotten me this far and who can i rely on this week and then you know you're gonna have a few spots you're gonna need to fill over and that's what i imagine we're gonna help people out with here tonight we got several people already in the chat dropping some questions there we're gonna probably hit those up first before we start hitting up some of these twitter questions here justin because i want to reward the people who are here listening to us live so i guess Without further ado, I guess we could just go ahead right into it. Again, we're not going to do game breakdowns or anything here tonight. This is solely just our time with you guys. We're going to discuss these sit and starts with you guys. And if you got further questions, please go ahead and let us know. We'll start with Ray's question here. He's got two quarterback questions here. Kadon Salter or Chandler Rogers? Or, or actually, we'll start with that one. Kadon Salter or Chandler Rogers? Who are you going with, Justin? Um, who does each one play this week? Um, Salter plays. Oh my goodness, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Frank or uh, oh my goodness, see, this is why I don't do this live. <laughs> Already, <laughs> what was when that? They ask, can they put in? I'm saying when they ask, can they put in who the team is playing? Because like, yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head what which team each player is playing. Yeah, hold on, give me a second. I got this. So, uh, 
UAB. Yes, yeah. North Texas is playing UAB and Liberty is playing UTEP. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're Rogers, at least according to fan tracks, has the better matchup. Uh, fan tracks says UAB is worse against opposing teams QBs, but Rogers also been a little bit up and down this season. Although I like him quite a bit. Uh, Salter has been a little bit more like consistently elite. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely just like a touchdown bandit within the red zone uh and the matchup against utep doesn't really scare me just like as a cursory view i mean the, the person who's asking this probably knows more about the matchup than than either you or i jared but uh just as like at a face value i don't know utep doesn't really stand out to me as a, a really good or really bad matchup so i'd probably roll with salter just because he's been better all season but yeah, Rodgers, he's been he's been great this year. He's definitely been a quarterback that he's impressed me more than I thought I would be by going into this year. He overtook Stone Earl. But I always kind of knew that that quarterback situation, whoever started there, was going to be good for fantasy. But I, I agree with you. Probably Salter's the way to go here. And then the other question here, um, Austin Reed or Frank Harris? Austin Reed, man, with uh, Drew Hollingshead there at offensive coordinator, it has definitely been a bit of an up-and-down ride for that Western Kentucky offense this year, and you're definitely looking at a little bit of a risk there compared to years past versus Frank Harris. This offense started off kind of rough to start the year here, and... Justin, I don't know if you knew this, but I saw this tweet recently, but this offense has scored 41 points per game in the last seven games they have been absolutely rolling the whole different thing here is that they've been relying a little bit more on the running backs this year than in years past in order to actually finish their job into the end zone obviously harris is not running as much recently but if i remember correctly they got themselves a nice little juicy matchup this weekend against where are you? Oh, anyway, Tulane. Oh, they play Tulane. That's not that's not nearly as juicy of a matchup as I was thinking. I, I must have been confusing them for another team. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't like that matchup nearly as much. Um, but again, you got Austin Reed going up against FIU. Let me ask you, Ray. Um, if it, I'll, I'll say this: if it's a six-point passing touchdown league, I go Reed. If it is a if it's a regular um, passing touchdown league, I would go Frank Harris. Yeah, for, for me, I'm a little bit more worried about that matchup for Frank Harris. Uh, it, I know it's crazy to like start him or to sit him after he just scored like 61 whatever points last weekend. Uh, but if it were me, I probably would trust Reed more. And certainly, as Jared says, like if it's a six point passing touchdown format, definitely Reed. Uh, if, if it's four point, you know, maybe there's more of a decision there. But for me, I think I probably would trust Reed just because matchup is good and Reed's actually been. Like I know early on people were sort of worried, but you know, in general, he's been pretty good this year. Just feels a little safer. So, yeah, right. If it's a six-point passing touchdown league, I would go with Reed. Um, all right, next one up here from Kane Devon Vele, who had himself a nice game this past week, or Javon Baker, the wide receiver out of UCF. There, um, half-point PPR league. Justin, do you kind of favor either way there? Mm hmm. Sorry. And while you're doing that, I can look up who who they play. Yeah, Utah sorry. Utah's got Colorado this week. Yeah, what's the question? Sorry, I just blanked out. I was looking at something else. Uh Devon Bailey or um Javon Baker. 
Javon Baker's got Houston this week, and Devon Vele has um, Colorado. Um, yeah, I'd probably roll Baker. Baker's been better throughout the season, if I remember correctly. Again, I'm going off the top of my head here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Baker feels like he's been more consistent during the season. I'd have to go back and look at what Bailey's stats are. Let's see. I mean, Bailey's actually been really productive, especially the last four weeks. Got a nice 15 targets last weekend. And then let me see what Baker has been doing. Yeah, Baker's been pretty solid as well. In fact, he's been more consistent throughout the entirety of the season. So I don't know. I'd probably roll with Baker. He has a good matchup also playing against Houston. Fantrax tells me they're a good matchup at least. I haven't looked at Houston's past defense stats, but uh, at a cursor review, I don't know. There's not really that much to dislike in that matchup. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They, they both seem solid, but uh, Baker seems a little safer. Yeah, I definitely would lean a little bit more towards Baker there. Daniel Roper here. Bucky Irving or Damian Martinez, non-PPR, they face each other this week. So Oregon versus Oregon State here. I would lean towards Martinez, mostly due to the fact that Bucky's been kind of banged up the last couple of weeks. Obviously, he came back from being banged up, got injured again in the game against USC. Um, seemed to have gotten a little bit of run last week, but I think I'm going to go. I'm still going to lean towards Martinez, especially now that they're letting him actually score touchdowns. Um, I think I'm feeling pretty good there for Martinez, especially non-PPR, because Bucky would definitely have the edge on PPR. Yeah, I think your theory about Martinez like storming into the coach's office two weeks ago and telling them he's going to transfer if they don't give him some more touches in the red zone seems to be uh, seems to be quite a viable thing, because I don't know what happened, but for the last two weeks, there seems to be a concerted effort to get him touchdowns more. Uh, yeah, I guess the interesting thing with this question, both teams that these players are playing are pretty good against the run. Obviously, Oregon has a good defense. And Oregon State, I believe, also has a pretty solid run defense and defense in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been following Irving's situation as closely. I mean, if he has some sort of health concerns and Martinez doesn't, then that kind of would also make me lean towards Martinez, where it's, you know, this is championship weekend. You really don't want to take a chance. Uh, For sure. If, so if there's any red flags regarding health, uh, I always try to look elsewhere and, and, and sort of play it safe. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe that's a boring answer, but I'm also probably going to roll up Martinez. All righty. Let's move on to the next one here. Ben Wagner, he's got start two quarterbacks here. Byron Brown, Chandler Rogers, Jordan McLeod, six-point passing touchdown league. Brown goes up against Charlotte this week. Rogers, as we just discussed, has that UAB matchup. And then McLeod, um, I... I I just saw who they played against. I, I know it's a relatively lower scoring matchup. Uh, um, Coastal, Carolina. Coastal Carolina, that is it, yes. So I think you got to go with the two, two dual threat guys in high scoring matchups. I would go Brown, I would go Rodgers. Again, McLeod's been on fire the last couple of weeks, but Coastal's got a pretty solid defense. And as we saw, like McLeod, as great as he was the last two weeks, once he hit um, Appalachian State there, you know, he got slowed down quite a bit. Still had himself a pretty nice game and everything. But again, championship week, play for the upside. Both Rodgers and Brown have shown a ton of upside this year. I think those are the guys you got to go with there, Ben. Yeah, I'm in a similar similar boat there. I mean, both of those guys, Brown and Rodgers, have really good matchups this week. Again, according to fan tracks. Uh, and, you know, Byron Brown, he's been kind of an enigma this year. He's up and down. 
but his upside is extremely high. And yeah, I mean, when they play a good matchup, like a weaker sort of defense, he generally tends to do really well. Uh, same goes with Rodgers. McLeod's matchup just isn't as good as the other two, although I don't know, I wouldn't be too upset about having to start McLeod either. No, I, I wouldn't probably, either. Probably will bounce back this week. He should at least get like 25 points this week. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you on the first two. Yeah, I, I would go big or go home with Byron Brown and Rodgers there. Brandon Champion asks, what's up, fellas? What's up, Brandon? Glad to see you join the chat there, man. Um, Shipley or Jawar Jordan in PPR? And this kind of goes into um, Kane's question as well, where he said, are you trusting slash playing Jamari Thrash and Jawar Jordan this weekend? So Jordan is still dealing with something, is he? Or is he? I think both I think both Jordan and Thrash are both dealing with something. Because Thrash has been out there clearly, but like they just refuse to just sit him when they clearly don't have him at one hundred percent. He caught one pass for seven yards this past week. Like he's clearly not what he was at the start of the season. I'm yeah. I, I would heavily if you if you have Thrash, I would heavily look at what your other receiving options are on your team. And then Shipley or Jawar Jordan, two guys that are banged up there. Shipley has that South Carolina defense this upcoming week. They're decent against the run, but again, as we've seen in the past, they got a pretty good, uh, or Shipley's got himself a pretty good receiving ability there. I think I would absolutely trust Shipley just a little bit more than Jawar Jordan this week, especially in PPR. What about you, Justin? I'm in the same boat. Again, this might be a theme with this questionnaire is uh, any player who's dealing with any kind of health red flag that we're not sure about this week. Uh, generally, I, I try to just discard them unless their name is Ollie Gordon. Uh, I'm not really considering them this weekend. So, yeah, Will Shipley, just by virtue of the fact that he's healthy, at least as far as we know. And uh, yeah, Jordan isn't so. And thank you, Brett, uh, for providing the context that Thrash does indeed have a wrist injury. So, again, clearly a wrist injury isn't going to keep you off the field, but, like, why is he out there in the first place? It, I guess it's just to be a decoy, and they throw it to him once or twice a game just to show, like, oh, we'll throw it to him, but, like, clearly he's not a threat. Um, not like a Jalen McMillan thing going on there. Yeah, exactly. Which, oh, man, that don't, don't start Jalen McMillan championship week, y'all. I know he's been playing, but, like, clearly he's not... Clearly, he's, they're, they're doing the exact same thing. Um, next one here from Kane. Garrett Green or John Rice Plumley? Four-point passing touchdowns. Again, John Rice Plumley going up against Houston this week. And then West Virginia, if I recall correctly, is going up against Baylor. So, really good matchup right there. I personally would lean to... Ooh, ah, golly. Here's the thing with JRP. He is absolutely one of the bigger boom or bust guys out there in college fantasy right now. He could get you 40 points in the game. He can get you 10, 11 points. Like, there's really not much in between. Garrett Green's kind of been a lot of the same way there. Because he's he's had himself some really, really big weeks this week. And so... I... this, This is a really, really close one. I don't know, Justin, what do you think, man? I, I, I'm i a little stumped on this one. This is a really good question. Yeah, I was just looking up the stats for both. They're pretty similar. Like, both have had some really big games. Both have had some pretty poor games. Green's worst game was, like, 16 points in terms of, like, the full games that he played. 
he had like one 16 pointer. I think he had one. It was like 22 points. Let me see again. Yeah, yeah, one 16 pointer, one 23 points. But outside of that, every game. Oh no, he had a 20 point game against BYU too. Yeah, so they're they're both kind of up and down. Uh, so obviously maybe a bit of risk with each. For me, I think I'd roll with Green. Uh, I don't know Plumlee's because remember he got injured and then he obviously he came back and, and now mm-hmm. he, you know he's healthy. But I don't think he's been quite as good since he came back. I know he had one big game maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, he had a good game against Oklahoma State. And he played all right versus Western Virginia also. So I don't know. I mean, for me, the margin between both would probably be pretty small. They're, they're both pretty similar profiles. Both have good matchups this weekend. So mm-hmm. it's not really a lot to decipher between the two. Uh, at this point, it's kind of a gut pick. Uh, yeah, I just like Derek Green a little bit more. I, I'm not really sure why. There's not really a logical reason behind it. So uh, maybe, maybe this person who's asking, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But if I was picking, I, I would pick Derek Green. Yeah, I think I lean slightly towards Green as well. Like you said, mostly due to the fact that JRP's kind of been banged up. But again, Green missed some time as well. So sure. we'll definitely see. Uh, Ray H continuing down the chat here. Again, he's expanding on the question we had earlier where... He was asking between Bucky and, and Damian Martinez. Well, now he's asking Damian Martinez or Marcus Carroll versus Old Dominion. Old Dominion's got a pretty solid rush defense for all of their faults. That's kind of where they kind of, where they excel right there. But here's the thing. Georgia State's going to try to run the ball down your throat. Win or lose, that is what they're going to do, and Marcus Carroll's going to be a big part of that. Old Dominion, they've been banged up. They've been playing a ton this entire year. I think that Carroll is a talented enough running back to kind of overcome any kind of strength that Old Dominion might have there. I would trust that more than I would trust Damian Martinez to overcome the talent that is on that Oregon defense, which is actually, for for those of you who haven't gone and looked at the recruiting classes of the last couple of years, littered with four and five stars all over that defense. So again, Damian Martinez is a really good running back. I don't entirely trust him to overcome that, at least compared to... Marcus Carroll. So I would go Marcus Carroll, Ray. What about you, Justin? Yeah, well, you know, obviously Martinez has been really good for the last two weeks. Carroll has been good all season. I know he had like one sort of bad game, but in terms of volume, he's been extremely consistent. And he's been very, very good from a production standpoint also. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the minute I saw that he still scored like 20 points or more against LSU last weekend, I was just like, okay, this guy, you have to start him every week. He seems to be fairly matchup proof. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're playing another G5 team. So, you know, I know Fantrax says Old Dominion's run defense is, is really good. I don't know how much I sort of buy into that. I mean, it, it's kind of, there are a lot of factors at play, you know, like if, if another, if they're just really bad against the pass, other teams are going to exploit that, et cetera. So th- there, there's always those dynamics. You don't yep. want to take those things too, too absolute. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still trust Carroll. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he's been good all season. So I would just plug him in. At this point, it's it's championship week. Start your stud guy. Yep, for sure. Next one comes here from Japes Jr. He's asking Eugene Wilson or Javon Baker, half point PPR. Eugene Wilson, Trey Wilson, as he goes by, uh, is playing against Florida State this week. Javon Baker, as we mentioned before, he's going up against Houston. Normally, I would say Trey Wilson. Here's my problem. He's not going to have a starting quarterback this week. And that yeah. does change things. And that does kind of impact things like there. The connection that Trey Wilson and Mertz had down the stretch really was impressive. And again, I 
believe that Trey Wilson is talented enough to probably overcome a switch in quarterback here. He probably would do fine. But again, Florida State's got a decent defense. That's a new dynamic. They got to build some chemistry within the next week and everything like that. Versus Javon Baker, as we pointed out earlier, he has been reliable for whatever UCF quarterback has been put up this year. John Rice Plumlee, when he's out there, loves to target the hell out of Baker. So I think I would still go with Baker, even though... If Wilson and I believe Jack Miller is the backup quarterback at Florida, if they click, I think Wilson has a higher ceiling. But I think Baker is the safer play here, which is where I usually go in championship week is just try to go with the safe play that you know what you're going to do. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, maybe the backup quarterback has, you know, establishes a good connection with Eugene Wilson, but maybe he doesn't. So, you know, that there, there's a risk there in terms of starting Wilson Whereas with Baker, it's like, okay, you don't really have that same sort of red flag. Even if he doesn't score a touchdown, I mean, in general, like his volume is still good. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned what format this league is, but I mean, especially if it's PPR, like he, he gets consistent volume. He doesn't have to score to still have a good game. So, and they have a good matchup. So there's, there's not a lot to dislike with Baker this week. Yeah, it's a half PPR point league. So I think that's a pretty solid look there. All right, before we get to any more questions, first of all, I want to thank all of you guys here. Again, we got a couple, we got several people in the chat here tonight, and you guys are keeping it lively here. Appreciate all of you who have been sharing this, bringing in your friends to ask their questions and everything like that. This is fun. Again, I'm, I'm glad we could do this here to end the season. It's a little bit more interactive for you guys. Again, it's also something maybe trying out a little bit maybe for next year. I don't know if this is something we'll do every week next year. Just kind of seeing how it goes here tonight so if you like what you see go ahead and hit the like and thumbs up button there go ahead and share us subscribe if you haven't already all that good jazz you guys know what you got to do when you're watching your favorite youtubers so go ahead and do that we'll move on to jay's question here he said what's up guys what's up jay malik sharad versus san diego state rj harvey versus houston or Judkins versus mississippi state need two out of the three at half point ppr so basically who are we sitting between Sherrod, Harvey, and Judkins? I'll let this one, I'll uh, yeah. fling this one over to you, Justin. Sure. Yeah, for me, and I, if you, in case you missed it, I released today my like running back rankings for the week. So I, I feel like I should probably stay true to whatever I ranked uh, in that list. And if you saw that list, you'll see that RJ Harvey, I believe I had him at number three this weekend. Uh, he's been absolutely crushing it, like especially the last two weeks. I think he's gone over 30 points. Uh, back to back. Uh, and you mentioned his PPR, like he does get receiving usage too. He's taken a couple of catches for, you know, massive gains throughout the season and they have a really good matchup this week uh, against Houston. So yeah, for me, in terms of the one I want to start, uh, RJ Harvey is my guy. Uh, or, or were we starting one or two in this? We are starting two. Starting two. So Listen. the other one was Judkins and who's the other one? Uh, Malik Sherrod. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so Judkins has that rivalry game, right? Mississippi State, yep. New Mexico. So Sherrod's had like two weeks back to back now where he scored like around 10 points, if I remember correctly. He hasn't quite, like his volume is still good, but the production hasn't really matched. Let me just verify this. Yeah. And actually his volume last week wasn't that great. Uh, he had like 14 touches, but the week before he had 19 and before that it was, it was looking pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably roll with Judkins. Fun fact, though, about Judkins, he's the only running back right now who has, like, over 200 carries but hasn't crossed 1,000 yards. But he's, he's right there. He's very close. He's at, like, 990-something. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm going to roll with Judkins because, I mean, I, I know he's going to get a lot of volume. He's, he's Lane Kiffin's guy in the backfield. Yeah. 
and uh, he's you know he's had a lot of big games this season. I know Sherrod's had some big games too, but we're, we've got two back-to-back weeks now of, of just kind of meh performances from him. You know, he could have a big bounce back game, but I think this weekend you want to bet on the safer pick and, and Judkins would be that for me. Yeah, Judkins has really come alive here to kind of finish the season. I think he was playing hurt to start the season. I think that kind of explains the slow start there. I think a lot of people are kind of freaking out. But again, like once once he got back from that injury, things kind of looked, looked more up for him. Sherrod, as you kind of point out, is kind of on a little bit of a downslope right now. I still like Sherrod. And if you can fit him into your lineup, I think it's okay. But if you're going to ask me between two top 15 running backs versus Sherrod, who I believe, if I recall correctly, is in the... Uh, now my stat sheet refuses to load. Yeah, Sherrod, granted he was hurt for half the year. Yeah, Judkins is RB22 so far this year. I know for a fact that um, RJ Harvey's in like top five. Yeah, Sherrod... Oh, not, uh, I can't spell people's names, that's why. Yeah, Malik Sherrod is top 44, which actually is pretty impressive considering that he had, he didn't start half the year. But even still, like... Clearly third place out of these guys right now. That's who I would sit. Um, Japes Jr., another question here. Uh, Thomas Castellanos to bounce back or Donovan Smith? I think you I think you got to go with Smith, mostly due to the fact that, one, UCF's run defense is atrocious, and if Donovan Smith decides to run in this game, he should be able to pick up probably more yards this weekend than he's ever picked up before. To this point, Castellanos has been playing hurt. Kai Robichaux, as you kind of point out in your question there, Japes, he has emerged. They don't need Castellanos to run nearly as much. They don't want him to run nearly as much because they have to have him if they're going to have a chance to win that game. And so I would go Smith. I like the matchup. Pretty, I, I, yeah, it's pretty easily Donovan Smith for me because I think what isn't hasn't Castellanos like hit ten plus or ten or less. Fancy points right. over the last two weeks. It's been ugly. Let me verify. And they're playing Miami too. Like yeah, that's a, and that's a, yeah, that's a solid defense. Yeah, or yeah. excuse me, he's hit thirteen fantasy points and thirteen point two four fantasy points. So either way, that's a hard start. I would go Donovan Smith, who has been after a, after a bit of a rough start. He is now a top twelve QB on the year, and he has hit twenty and thirty five points in the last two weeks. I think it's pretty. I, I think Smith's the way to go. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, Smith really burned me in one of my leagues early in the year. Obviously, he wasn't playing very well, but lately, at least in the second half of the season, seems to have sort of measured out or sort of hit more consistency. So, uh, and and really, it's sort of the lesser of two evils, I would say here. I mean, Castellanos is just. I mean, Donald Smith's know. a top twelve quarterback on the year. He hasn't. He's not been a bum. No, I know. I, I think it's just like first impressions die. Hard. Like you know, it's like at the beginning of the season. Yeah, oh, it hurt. It's really bad games, and I was just like, "Oh, this guy's." I'm done with him. But he's been really good lately, and Castellanos is the opposite. He's been really bad lately, and yeah, I think what you said is, is correct. Probably the staff told him like, we, "We don't want you to be running around as much as before." He got banged up earlier, right? And so, and that's really changed his CFF profile. He hasn't quite been the same since. So. All right, next one up. Another question from Kane here. Mark Fletcher, Jaquindon Jackson, or Tyrone Tracy? Also, or we'll, we'll get to that in a second here. Um, man, Fletcher's really come on for Miami over the last couple of weeks. And it is definitely nice to see. But if, I'm, if I recall correctly, it's still a pretty split backfield um, over there. Let me hear what you give your thoughts. I'm going to go check that real quick, um, Justin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I haven't really followed Miami's backfield. Uh, I know 
Fletcher had a good game last weekend. Who's the other guy they have? Like Cheney, is he still involved? No, it's uh, uh well, yeah, Don Don Cheney. Oh yeah, Mark. Look, actually, never mind. I'll, I'll eat my crow here. Mark Fletcher Jr. Seventeen carries, one hundred twenty-six yards, and two touchdowns to finish last week. And then let's look at the game before, because I remember he's kind of been coming on a little bit as the season's kind of come to an end. Yeah, sixteen carries the week before. He's getting some pretty solid production versus. Let me see, Jaquindon. Off the top of my head, if I remember correctly, he's kind of been up and down here to finish the year yeah, as well. Yeah, ten, 10 carries in the previous two weeks. You yeah, got but, Boston but, College. He plays I, Colorado. He does play Colorado. That's actually a really good point. But also, again, if you're only getting 10 carries, like, do you want to risk him only getting 10 carries, even if it's a bad defense on, in championship week? I'd probably still go Mark Fletcher with his solid matchup against Boston College there. And then Tyrone Tracy, again, it's it's too split between Tyrone Tracy and Devin Maccabee still in that backfield, kind of going back and forth between those two. I'd rather not. And then the other question here, he has Fletcher versus Braylon Allen versus Isaac Gernardo versus Tyrone Tracy. Again, I'm not, sh- I'm not touching the Louisville backfield right now. I don't know who's going to start, who's not. So I'm I'm throwing out Garnado there. Tracy, same thing. Purdue's backfield I don't like. It's between Fletcher and Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen's playing, and Braylon Allen is it, when he's out there, he's going to get touchdowns for Wisconsin. So I think yeah, it's probably not the smartest play in the world, but again, I think I still rely on him being the stud there at Wisconsin, especially with their passing game just really not clicking quite yet in that Derry Raid system over there. So I probably lean towards Braylon Allen. Yeah. Yeah, for that second question, I'm I'm in the same boat. They play Minnesota this weekend. Uh Minnesota, you know, they're not a cream puff matchup, but they're not terrible either. Wisconsin should be able to run the ball on them. And obviously like Chesma Lucy is no longer in the picture there. He got, you know, knocked out for the season, you know, a month or so ago. So Braylon Allen's actually a pretty good play now. I know he was banged up like a couple weeks ago, but he had a good game last weekend. Like they used him quite a bit. So I assume he's healthy almost 100%, if not 100%. Uh, so I'd probably roll Raylan Allen there, but I wouldn't be too upset if I had to start Fletcher either. All righty. So the last question we have here in the comments is from Goose, and Goose's question was also on the Twitter page. So I think that's a good opportunity for us to move over to the Twitter questions here. And those of you who are in the chat and you've not been able to ask your questions yet, that is totally fine. Go ahead and drop them there. As we do this, we'll try to get to them as soon as we can. But again, we got a whole bunch of comments here on Twitter that we're going to get to and start making our way through these as well. So Justin, we'll start here with CK's question, running back question, PPR PPR league sit one of these four running backs yes i am breaking the rules tonight y'all typically i only allow you guys to give me three names but you know what it's championship week we'll help you guys out as best as we can here so again ck you're asking us to sit one running back between rj harvey malik sharad kamani vidal and ashton gnt i think i'm staying away from that boise state running back room as best as i can i got some bad info last week telling me that gnt wasn't gonna play nope he not only did he play he looked pretty dang good last week obviously not the absolute dynamite fire that we had over the last couple of weeks but 
clearly it's going to be a split backfield between GNT and Halani. And they also got uh, John Bryce, uh Dunbar coming in there and making getting some touches as well. They're going up against Air Force this week, who hasn't been quite the dominant team they were to start this year. But even still, it is a school that loves to slow the games down, limit your offensive possessions, stifle you on defense. The touchdown opportunities, in my opinion, for Boise State are going to be much more lacking this week than they have been in the last couple of weeks. I don't want to trust which Boise State running back is going to get those. Last week, they had Utah State when they had like six or seven touchdowns there, right? Like so, Or excuse me, they had, they had six touchdowns. Plenty of touchdown opportunities to go around. GNT got one, Halani got two. You had a few more for the receivers there. Versus Air Force, I could totally see this being a game where, you know, there's only maybe three touchdown opportunities for Boise State. Compared to some of these other teams, like Troy is going to absolutely destroy Southern Miss. I'd absolutely start Kamani Vidal. RJ Harvey versus Houston, that's going to be a high scoring game. I'm fully in on that. Billy Sherrod's probably the only other one I'm a little iffy on here because, like we mentioned earlier, his volumes kind of dipped just a little bit. But he's still clear the num- clearly the number one guy there. San Diego State, their defense isn't as strong as in years past. So I would sit Ash and GNT out of this group right here. Justin, do you have thoughts, man? Yeah, the problem with GNT is not only that his health is a question mark, but also just the fact that Halani is back now. So, you know, GNT was massive early in the season, but Halani was out. So there was sort of a ca- caveat next to his production. And then obviously Halani's been good recently while GNT's been out. So even if Genty is cleared to come back, it's, it's like Halani's not just going to go, you know, he's not just going to be relegated back to the to playing backup, right? I mean, he's also going to be still quite involved this weekend. Yep. Uh, and if I remember correctly, last weekend, what happened was Halani took most of the touches in the first half and then like scored a lot of points. And then they were up, you know, a bunch of touchdowns. And then Genty kind of came in, in the second half. So that's not a lot of, that's not really confidence inspiring in terms of Genty. Obviously, he's really talented, uh, but you have sort of two big question marks. One is the health, and two, you know, it's a split. We know it's a split. Versus the other three, they're kind of, you know, the designated bell cows for their teams now. And as you mentioned, that you know, I think Harvey and Vidal, those guys are easy starts. Sherrod is a little bit more of, you know, he hasn't been as productive the last two weeks, but we still know he's the primary sort of ball carrier there. So there isn't really a concern. Is he going to be splitting touches for someone else? Uh, and there isn't really a health concern with him either. So just by that process of elimination, I think Genty has to be the, the odd man out. Yep, I'm in full agreement. All right, next question here from Goose. Pick two quarterbacks out of Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, or Frank Harris. And he, of course, has the wonderful matchups right there in front of us to reference, reference there. That. It's got to be Daniels and Penix here, right? Washington yeah, State's yeah. secondary is awful. Texas A&M's defense has been awful. I mean, Jaden Daniels is coming off back-to-back 60-point weeks here again. Now, do I expect that to happen again this week? Probably not. But Frank Harris is clearly the odd man out here. Tulane's got a really, really solid defense. that They're not quite shut down. I think Frank Harris can find some points here. Don't get me wrong. But Daniels and Penix, like, it's such a tier jump from... Frank Harris to those two right there. It's it's not even close, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, A&M obviously is in flux also. And, and that LSU Very true. Are all the way in on trying to get Daniels to Heisman. Like, just evidenced by the fact that they left him in the game last week. Mm-hmm. To score eight touchdowns. They were up, I don't know how many touchdowns at that point. But they're all in and trying to get him his numbers, even the wide receivers too. I, I think they're just trying to get their guys, you know, their awards because they, they realize they're not going to compete for a national championship at this point. So they might as well. And then obviously panics, air panics. I mean, this guy's been money all season. 
don't really see a reason why that would stop this week against Washington State, uh, unless, you know, I don't know, maybe there's some like really bad weather or something. I haven't checked the forecast, but unless there's some sort of strange other reason, I, I don't really see the argument to start Harris over those two guys who have been studs literally from basically the entire season up to this point, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, next question, also from Goose, and not going to lie, y'all, it's a little bit of the Goose show for the next four questions here. Um, Xavier Leggett versus Clemson, Chris Mitchell versus Western Kentucky, or Brandon Presley versus BYU. There's things to like among all these guys, and there's things to dislike among all of these guys. The guy I think that there's the most to like is probably Chris Mitchell versus Western Kentucky. We saw again last week. My theory once again, proven correctly that a lot of these G5 teams, when they go against Power 5 teams, when they have one dude that is clearly better than everybody else on their roster, they just keep feeding him, and that's what they did with Chris Mitchell last week against Arkansas. They're going up against Western Kentucky this week. They've got themselves a very poor uh, secondary there. I think Mitchell will be able to find some pointage there. Should be a pretty high-scoring game. I think it, it, there's not much to dislike there. Versus Leggett, you're going up against Clemson. Solid, solid defense there, obviously. But Leggett's also been money this year. So, like, no matter what matchup he's been going up against. So, it's really kind of hard to sit him there. And then Brennan Presley, man. If this, this is a half PPR league, dude was, dude's been peppered and peppered with targets. Like, Alan Bowman is just constantly targeting the slot position right now. And while Brennan, the thing with Brennan Presley is, like, I love this matchup against BYU. He is just, just with the way that that offense rolls, he's just not getting touchdown opportunities. Again, if they get close enough to the, like, he's in the slot position, they're going to target him maybe five, 10 yards down the field. That's where he eats his money. You notice a lot of times that he'll get, he'll, he'll end with like 12 catches for like 70 yards. Like he is not getting hit with the big plays there. He does not generate a ton of yardage after the catch for the most part. He is fully just a PPR monster, but this half-point PPR. And if they get down close enough to the goal line where you know they would normally target him like 5, 10 yards away from the goal line, guess who they're going to hand it off to? Ollie Gordon, because why wouldn't you? So part of me is like, I could go Leggett and just go matchup-proof there, but I think I'm still going to go Brandon Presley because, again, I think he'll still get the volume. BYU's defense is terrible, at least compared to the rest of the Big 12. And he's got to score a touchdown at some point, right? Like that's gotta be like that's kind of gotta be the way there. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Mitchell and Presley there. Justin, do you have similar thoughts? Uh yeah, well in general, regarding Presley, uh, I mean I, I really like wide receivers who can have good games without having to score touchdowns, and, and Presley certainly is that. I think certainly if this was like full PPR, you know, that would make him much, much more attractive. Oh, it wouldn't be uh, close. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love the consistency in terms of the volume that, that Presley gets. Uh, Leggett's also been really, uh, he's had some really good games this year. I know he's kind of also been a little bit up and down, um, but it seems like he has a really, really strong connection with Spencer Rattler there, especially around the end zone. And then Chris Mitchell also, let me check up his stats. I believe he's been pretty consistent this year after like a bad game to start the season, but he's been pretty good since then. Yeah, he's been really good since then. He had another sort of dud performance against Middle Tennessee two weeks ago, but other than that, he's been pretty good. And he's also a really consistent sort of target guy. Uh, and let me just take another look at Leggett's targets. Yeah, Leggett for like three straight weeks basically has had a massive performance. But before that, he had kind of two dud performances. Well, he was hurt. 
Uh, that's why. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you, I guess you can forgive sort of some of those performances against A and M and Mizzou. Um, yeah, all three of these are really good options. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to sort of really split hairs here. I, I don't know that like I can really offer you something tangible in terms of an argument for one over, over the other. I think it's going to kind of come down to just whatever your gut tells you. For me, I don't know. I'd probably roll Mitchell and Presley. I don't know. It, it, to be honest, like it would probably change depending on what time of the day you ask me. I mean, I, like it, any two of the three is fine, honestly. I think it boils down to at the end of, at the, end of the day that my gut tells me Clemson's defense is good. They got really talented guys over there, and they are capable of shutting down Leggett, even though there's a good chance that Leggett does go off this weekend regardless, versus Presley, he's got the volume, he's got the matchup. He just doesn't get the touchdown opportunities. But, again, I have him in a half PPR league, and I've been happy with his performances the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, and one if I get that, I'm happy this weekend. Yeah, and one thing to note, too, is obviously Ollie Gordon was banged up last game. I mean, he, he left yeah. the game came back and then he absolutely torched it. You know, he left the game with like eight points and then he came back and he ended up scoring like 41 points. But the word is he's in a walking boot after the game. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that something serious could be really minor, but that's something to keep in mind in terms of like what their game plan might be this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm still high on Gordon. I still think they're, they're going to use him unless we hear otherwise, but you know, there might be maybe more of a reliance on the passing game against BYU as opposed to before. All right, we'll go to Goose's next question here. Again, I'll keep this one short. Tight end question here. Corey Dyches versus Rutgers. Theo Johnson versus Michigan State. I think both of these tight ends are extremely equal. They're absolutely in that tier of can have a really good week or are they going to do absolutely nothing? And I'm just going to go with the guy who's going up against the worst defense in my mind. That's Theo Johnson versus Michigan State. Boom, keeping it short. Justin? <laughs> Uh, for me, I'd take a coin, just flip it, and then uh, choose which one because I mean, that, that's basically like the territory where he, we're in here with tight ends. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of roll with what Jared said. I mean, both defenses are not really particularly strong, and you can make Rutgers is that, no, no, no. I got to stop you there. Rutgers has a really good defense this year. There's a reason oh, why. Did? Yeah, I mean, again, Michigan, Ohio State, of course, put up some points on them. But like when you when you go and look at like some of the games they've had this year, they have kept opponents out of the end zone. It's been very impressive what Greg Schiano's done over there. Yeah, I mean. The, the the Big Ten numbers I feel a little are a little fraudulent uh, because the offenses in that conference this year are the equivalent of like Canadian universities I think uh, so in Wolf. terms of Rutgers is, uh, I don't know like who what, what offenses they shut down but yeah when I watched against Michigan Ohio State they seem to have have their way Maryland obviously you know they're probably like the third best team in the Big Ten this year which you know or maybe the fourth best team I guess behind Penn State. Uh, and their their offenses, you know, they have an experienced quarterback as opposed to say Penn State's quarterback Drew Allar, who uh, he's okay, but you know they don't really throw it downfield that much. So you can kind of like dissect it and and sort of I don't know find a reason for one or the other. But I, I think my first answer is probably the best answer. I just flip a coin. <laughs> That's basically where we're at with tight ends. All right, next question here from last one from Goose here, Frank Gore versus Troy. Ishmael Mahdi versus South Alabama or Jawar Jordan versus Kentucky. You got studs going up against good defenses here in the last week. I've already mentioned I'm staying away from Jawar Jordan. I, I don't trust what kind of health situation we have going on there at Louisville. I think they're going to try to keep some of these guys healthy for the ACC uh, championship game. So they're probably going to keep it, keep Jordan's exposure limited against 
a out of conference game here. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but at the same time, like, do they really care that much when they have the ACC championship in their sights against a team that just lost their top quarterback? No, nah, they're going to play it safe this weekend, so I'm staying away from Jawar Jordan. <sighs> Troy's defense is really good, and Frank Harris is already a guy that is so up and down. And I think he can have again. I think he can have another good performance technically versus Troy because like Troy's good defense, but they're not like completely shut down there. But Ishmael Mahdi, he is somebody that is getting healthier as the season's going back along. He got hurt there in the middle of the season, but we all remember just how freaking phenomenal he was before that point. He's slowly coming back. I think I would trust him the most of this bunch going up against South Alabama. South Alabama's got a solid defense as well, but they are also the more inconsistent of the three defenses here. They have had some games where they've given up a ton of points. So I'm going to hope that Texas State is able to put things back together. Some of those coaching rumors are not there and that this team's falling apart because G.J. Kenny is looking at jobs elsewhere. Fingers crossed that that's not happening, but he feels like the safest play out of these three. So, Justin, your thoughts, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, what a terrible... I mean, having to choose between these three, uh, I don't, you know, I don't envy uh, Goose here in terms of his options. Yeah, we mentioned Jordan's dealing with something health-wise, so that kind of throws him out a little bit. Uh, and then Gore and, and Madi, I mean, both both defenses are, are pretty solid. At least like Troy, it, it seems to be the quarterbacks you don't want to start against Troy. I don't think there's been a single strong quarterback performance against Troy. I haven't really tracked like how the running backs have been doing. But uh, and then also with Mahdi versus South Alabama, the, the game that sticks out for me is, is Machine Ali. I think it was last week where they kind of shut him down. Uh, he, he had an okay game, but he didn't like score a touchdown or anything, uh, which is not. I think he still scored like ten points or something, which is not terrible. But Mahdi seems to be quite touchdown dependent. You know, when he scores, he has a good game. When he doesn't, he doesn't have a good game, which is not that uncommon from from other running backs. But him more so than than a lot of the other players, I think, is really touchdown dependent. But I think, you know, the consideration kind of comes down to him and Gore just due to the fact that Jordan's got something health-wise. I don't know. Uh, probably I'd roll with Mahdi just because he's a little more consistent in terms of his his output, if I remember correctly. I'm just going off the top of my head here. But Gore is like the poster boy for that sort of up-and-down, volatile production. And he's just not a player that I feel like you could ever trust in like a format where you have to start a player. So... By process of elimination, taking the less of all the evils here and just going with Mahdi. Yeah, pretty much the same thought process I had. And Goose asked on his last question, like, do we trust Theo Johnson even with Penn State firing Gersich last week? That might be a plus, if I am being real. So we'll we'll yeah. see how Penn State looks without Gersich over the next couple of weeks here. We'll move on to our next question here from Buffalo Shoes, C to C. Start one tight end in a PPR league here. Dalvin Smith versus Ford International, Jared Wiley versus Oklahoma, Ben Sano versus Iowa State. Again, tight end questions. It's hard to differentiate these three guys. Sano's probably been the most consistent of these three, but he's also got the worst matchup in Iowa State, which for all their faults has a pretty solid defense there. And so I think I'm still going to lean with Dalvin Smith. Again, they target those slot guys quite a bit we know dalvin smith he's labeled a tight end but he's absolutely one of their other slot wide receivers there they love targeting those guys over the middle smith's been great over the last couple of weeks about as consistent as a tight end option as you can find right now 
he's got the best matchup in Florida International. I think I'm going to go with him. Obviously, Jared Wiley's coming off the massive 33-point game this past weekend, which sat on my bench in one or in several leagues. Um, hurt a little bit. So, but at the same time, like it's tight ends. How are you going to guess these things are going to happen? So I'm going to bet he is not going to do that again this week. And he's going to have a very mediocre tight end performance again this week. I'll go with Dalvin Smith again, that little cheat code wide receiver in a tight end slot against a good matchup and roll with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to invoke sort of a similar reasoning that I used last week's show, although I don't believe it led me to the right answer. Uh, but when it comes to tight ends, try to just default to whoever's getting better target volume. If there is one, and Delvin Smith of the three, I was just checking now, seems to be the best in terms of targets per game. So maybe that's the one thing we can sort of grab onto and say, okay, well, this is at least one indicator we can try to use here to predict who's going to score the best this weekend. But again, you know, it is a coin flip. And if Sano happens to score a touchdown, that probably he'll be the best scorer and same, same deal with Wiley. So there's a huge element of randomness there, but uh, I would just roll with the guy who's getting the most targets. Yep, sounds good. Um, taking a quick second here to let us catch our breaths, but also to remind you guys, if you have been watching this whole time, and one, if you have not put your start sit questions in the chat, we're still taking those in the chat. Right now, we're just doing the ones on Twitter because we caught up on the ones in the chat. So feel free to drop a few in the chat if you need to there. And then two, if you're enjoying this content, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe, all that good jazz. You guys know I got to remind you guys that roughly every 20 minutes here, so I'll see you guys in 20 minutes on that front. For now, let's go to Michael Erickson's question here. He needs one running back in a PPR league, Bucky Irving, LaQuint Allen, or Jaden Ott. Three great receiving backs. Three guys all with question marks. Big, big question marks. Obviously, Jaden Ott, question mark with him is he's going against UCLA this upcoming weekend. That has been a defense that... Really has had one bad performance up until this point. Again, up against Arizona. I don't know what happened that week, but they just couldn't get anything going with their offense or their defense. Uh, Ott is probably the best performing of these three right here. Again, we were wrong to doubt Jake Spadaval this year in terms of his usage for Ott. Now, granted, I think part of that was the like a good chunk of the running back room getting injured before the season started. So that's probably part of it, but even still... It doesn't matter now. Ott's clearly the main guy. They're still running with him there. LaQuint Allen had himself a really nice game this past week. They've got a full Wildcat uh, offense going on over there, basically doing the triple option now with the orange. But Dino Babers is now fired. We don't know what kind of stuff they're going to do moving forward here. And then Bucky Irving, we talked about him earlier. Like You're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with him going up against Oregon State, who's pretty solid against the run and everything like that. Now, maybe Bucky Irving's back again. It was a good sign that he even played last week. But, man, I don't know. Good good, good question, Michael, if you're listening, man. Um, I think I'm still going to lean towards Ott. I think because he still has his coaching staff in place, because there's not many health problems there, and it's just a matchup issue against a team that is also kind of in a little bit of turmoil in terms of what's going to happen with that coaching staff. I think that they got their big emotional win last week against USC, comes back down to earth a little bit, and Ott has scored against some pretty tough defenses this year. So I think I'm going to still roll with Ott of these three. Just the least amount of questions there. Justin, your thoughts, man? Yeah, well, I'm in a bit of a conundrum here because... 
when I released my running back rankings earlier today, I didn't really know Irving was dealing with some sort of health issue off the field or on the field, I suppose. So I actually had him ranked ahead of Jin Ott only by a couple of spots. But given that sort of we know Irving is sort of banged up, although he did play, as you mentioned, last weekend, he actually still got, I believe, like 14, 15 touches. So you can't be that hurt. I mean, if they're relying on them to that degree. But still, uh, there is sort of the question mark there, I suppose. And the matchup's not great. Whereas Jay Nott, I mean, as far as we know, he's fully healthy. Uh, their matchup, I know you mentioned it, Jared. Who did they play again? UCLA. Okay, well, okay. Their matchup is also kind of tricky. So, yeah. uh, although UCLA, have they have they fired Chip Kelly yet? I know they said it's, they were. It's been a weird back and forth. Clearly, there's some there there's some turmoil going on there. Okay, so the okay, so they might be fired in the days with the nails. Uh, okay, so that that's sort of a strange situation. I don't know. I mean, not a great matchup though. UCLA has been a pretty good defense this year, and we can actually take that for some sort of truth because they played other good offenses, uh, unlike some of these fraudulent Big Ten teams. Uh, so you know, this UCLA Big Ten team. catching so many strays from you tonight, uh, Justin. Like, man, like I'm gonna shout it from the top of the hill until people will sort of get on board with this. That's a very bad conference this year. Uh, but I, I don't want to get too off, off base here. Uh, Jay not, yeah, his matchup's not great, but he doesn't have a health concern. LaQuint Allen seems to have found his form the last couple of weeks, and it seems like this change in their offense agrees with him because they've just gone very run heavy. Uh, and actually, you know, even though they're quite run heavy, last week he saw his like season high in terms of targets. He saw like eight targets last weekend. Caught all eight of them. He only got like twenty one something yards. But if we're talking like a PPR, and it is a PPR league, I mean that. That eight catches, 21 yards, that's immediately 10.1 whatever points. So, like, obviously, you know, he's, he's probably going to have a good game that week if he continues to see target volume like that. Um, but for me, I think I'm still going to roll with Ott because he's been very consistent all season, and he doesn't have really any question marks in terms of, like, his individual profile. But, you know, Allen's intriguing also. I wrote about him in my rankings this morning. Uh, you do feel a bit conflicted there because, you know, he hasn't been that consistent this season, but he's been really good the last couple of weeks. So I suppose it kind of comes down to like how much of a risk do you want to take? For me, I wouldn't want really want to take a risk. So I'd probably roll with Ott, uh, but I wouldn't be too unhappy about starting Allen either. Brett, let's keep the chat PG, sir. I do not want to hear any more about UCLA, UCLA shooting their wad. Um Anyway, that, that, that joke fell flat. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and move on to uh, another question here. This one also comes from Buffalo Shoes. We just answered a question from him a second ago. I'm not really sure why Twitter put separated his questions here. Anyway, uh, start one QB here. Stone versus Navy. Will Howard versus Iowa State. Warner versus Memphis. Ward versus Washington. Um, I guess... Stone, he's probably the he's probably the guy playing the best at the quarterback position right now. He does have a little bit of dual threat ability compared to the rest of these guys. Obviously, Howard has probably the best dual threat ability of these four guys. But again, the Iowa State matchup is a little bit tricky right there. I don't love relying on that. Navy's defense has been horrendous, so I'm going to lean towards Stone here. I don't really have a strong feel on any of these guys, though, compared to each other. What about you, Justin? Yeah, okay. I'm assuming Preston Stone, Will Howard, EJ Warner, and Cameron Ward. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, give me Ward. All right, going with Cameron Ward. All right, Tyler Cox here. He is asking us between several flex options here. 
Ashton GNT going up against Air Force. Rashad Owens, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, going up against BYU. Amani Bailey versus Oklahoma. Or Trevor Etienne versus Florida State. I think the two most interesting options here are Amani Bailey and Trevor Etienne. Trevor Etienne, I think, is a little bit more interesting this week. Again, they're go they're moving away from Mertz, given the fact that Mertz is hurt, probably done for the year. And that means they're going to have to rely on this run game a little bit more. But that FSU defense is pretty solid at different points. So I'm going to lean towards Imani Bailey here. Oklahoma has shown themselves to be pretty susceptible to the run. We saw it against Kansas. We saw it against Texas. We saw it against several teams this year that while that defense is pretty stout at times that, again, their weakness seems to be with the run. I think Imani Bailey should be able to find plenty of action versus the Sooners this week. Uh, Justin, which one are you going with? Uh, yeah, I don't mind starting Bailey this week. Uh, so we have to start two. Uh, I'd probably agree with you in terms of the two I'd pick. Uh, certainly Bailey would be like the, at the top of my list of the four. Uh, even though it's cut off there, you were mentioning ETN. I assume he's yes, like the sorry. fourth option. I meant, to, yeah. I meant to scroll down a bit. No problem. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, FSU is pretty good defense though also. Uh, but as we mentioned with Genty, like there's sort of a couple of question marks there. Uh, I generally like to start running backs in the flex spot, uh, unless you know something. There's there's some sort of crazy circumstance there. So probably for me, I'm going to roll with Bailey and Etienne for a lot of the same reasons that Jared just mentioned. All right, now Tyler's DST question here. He's asking us between Wisconsin at Minnesota, Tennessee versus Vandy, or Oregon versus Oregon State. My initial thought was Wisconsin at Minnesota, but I actually really like this Tennessee matchup here. They've had Vandy's number the last couple of years. Every time it seems like Vandy's kind of building something up, maybe they can upset the Vols or something like that. Tennessee comes in and just beats the absolute snot out of them. Vandy started off a little bit hot to start the season with their offense and everything. Definitely have cooled down quite a bit as the season has rolled along here. Tennessee's got themselves a really, really good front seven there. Their secondary leaves something to be desired a little bit, but I don't think Vandy's going to be able to take advantage of that. Again, I like AJ Swan. I like... Obviously, Will Shepard, I like Jaden McGowan, a lot of the receivers they have. London Humphreys, the true freshman as well. I like the pieces they have there, but it's been clear throughout this entire year they've not been able to put that all together. Tennessee should be able to take care of that. I, I would actually roll with Tennessee's defense here. Yeah, for, for me, it's pretty simple just in terms of looking at the three. like the, the one where the talent disparity is the largest It's probably Tennessee versus Vandy. Even though Vandy has a good team this year, as, as Jared just gave a rundown, like they've got some good players. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they're coming off a beatdown. It just they got absolutely uh, pantsed on on TV by Georgia the week before. weren't competitive at, at any level really. So you know, this weekend looking for a bounce back from them. They can sort of beat up on their younger brother here, try to salvage the season a little bit. Uh, I can only imagine their fans are probably really disappointed. Probably wish they were Georgia fans um, because you know it's just been a really disappointing season for the Vols in basically every aspect. I think. Um, Justin woke so, yeah. up and chose violence today, man. Like I don't know, like, did, did 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 you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, man? Like it's the Big Ten, it's I, Tennessee, I, I you, man. I told you my laptop crashed last week, and I had to like shell out multiple. Oh thousands. yeah, that's right. I'm a little upset, uh, but yeah, no. Look, just to be serious, like talent disparity is quite high. Tennessee is going to be looking for like a big bounce back. Like it's the end of the season. They had a terrible game last weekend. Uh, it's been a bad season really overall for them. So, you know, use Vandy, try to like salvage the season a little bit. The other two, Oregon versus Oregon State, I mean, that could be a close game all the way. Wisconsin, Minnesota, again, same deal. Like they're both pretty similar in terms of talent. So 
Yeah, Wisconsin-Minnesota, again, it's expected to be a low-scoring game there. It's part of the reason why I like Braylon Allen is because both of those teams are going to be running the ball a ton. They're going to want to keep that a low-scoring game. That's just how they fight against each other right there. So I wouldn't mind starting Wisconsin's defense as well, but I think, like you said, the talent disparity between Tennessee and Vandy, probably the biggest selling point here. All right, next one here. Gabriel Sanchez, PPR, pick two wide receivers, uh, or no, excuse me, pick two players for a flex spot here. Elijah Surratt versus Coastal Carolina, Torrey Horton versus Hawaii, or Marcus Carroll versus Old Dominion. Torrey Horton's not quite been what he has. He was to start the season. Obviously, he got hurt. Um, some rib injuries there. Definitely been limited over the last couple of weeks, although he did score a touchdown this past week. I like what Elijah Surratt has been doing. He's probably been one of the most on-fire wide receivers the last couple of weeks. And quite frankly, I think it's hard to sit him here. And then as we kind of mentioned earlier with Marcus Carroll, we've seen what he's done, what he does against... Or again, we talked about him earlier. We've seen what he does against defenses that are much stronger than Georgia State. We've seen what he does against defenses that are much weaker. It doesn't really matter. They're going to feed him as much as they can. And so I am going to still lean towards Marcus Carroll here. Again, I love Torrey Horton, one of my absolute favorite wide receivers coming into the year. But again, championship week, when you have two healthy guys who have been studs over the last couple of weeks versus Torrey Horton, who is a stud, just hasn't been healthy and hasn't been able to reach his ceiling like he has been, that's a hard, hard sell when you're putting everything on the line. So I would go Surratt. I would go Carroll, even in a PPR league, because Carroll you know, can catch the ball a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that it's PPR, for me, you got to log Carroll in. He's been consistently really good all season. Nothing really to dislike with him. In terms of the other two wide receivers, obviously, Horton's the guy with sort of the bigger pedigree. But Surratt's been better, basically, like, since October, I want to say. I mean, you could, you could even make an argument, maybe, I guess, over the course of the season. But Horton was certainly really good in September. Lately, he hasn't really been as good. Surratt's really caught fire. Uh, not a terrible matchup, as we talked about earlier with McLeod. So, yeah, not a lot to dislike there. I mean, you're not going to be too unhappy about starting either of these guys, but uh, I expect Surratt to have a pretty good game this weekend. I believe, you know, McLeod will have sort of a bounce back after uh, they had a rough one for Sab State last weekend. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the two wide receivers, there's not that much that differentiates them, but Surratt's been uh, more productive recently. So probably roll with him. All right, I'm going to ask the chat a question real quick. Uh, specifically regarding the stream quality, because at least on my end, it looks like it's going up and down. So looks like we got a little bit of stability here now. So we'll just kind of roll with that. And we'll roll on to the next question here. Let's go to Mr. Brian Lauschen's question here. Pick one quarterback out of three here. Noah Fafita going up against Arizona State. Cam Ward going up against Washington or Tate. Roadmaker quarterback out of Florida State going up against Florida. Roadmaker's a clear sit out of these three. Why would you start a backup quarterback in championship week when you know for a fact that Fafita and Ward can get you exactly what you need? Roadmaker doesn't run a ton. Yes, he's got Keon Coleman. Yes, he has um, Johnny Wilson there, so I think he'll be fine for the most part. But fine is what you can get out of Cam Ward and Fafita as the base floor. Roadmaker, I feel like there's a way lower, lower floor there. Not going to touch that. In terms of Fafita or Cam Ward, I think that I'm going to roll with Cam Ward here over Fafita, mostly because Arizona 
is more likely to hand the ball off and rush it into the end zone than Washington State is. Simple as that. I mean, Washington State doesn't run the ball a ton. They throw 50 times a game. Ward is going to get more touchdown opportunities than Fafita for the, mo- for the most part here. Again, they both have solid matchups here. Arizona State, Washington, rivalry games. Both of these teams are going to want to score a ton of points here. I'm going to lean towards Ward. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I mean, Rotomaker is a, a fun idea this week as like a sleeper. Like if you're in a really deep league and you're just looking for a starting quarterback, like he's a good name. I don't you know, even know if he's that. I feel like it's just getting way too cute. Well, yeah, like I said, like if you're in a very deep league, uh, he's a potential option just to, you know, because uh, you never know. I mean, he's playing against Florida. Florida's also without their quarterback. So things could get crazy in that game. But in terms of this question, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Rodemaker's hard pass. He's clearly not in the tier of the first two. And then, you know, Fifida versus Ward, uh, nothing really stands out to me about either's matchup. Obviously, Washington is a better team than Arizona, uh, but their defense doesn't really scare me that much. Um, yeah, Cameron Ward, like I said in a couple of questions ago, he's actually scored like 30 or more points four times out of his last five games which is pretty good. Uh, you know, I think he was yeah. sort of uh, volatile up and down in October and that's kind of standing out to a lot of people, but actually recently, like he's been really good. So I think I'm just going to roll Ward because I don't know, recently he's, he's been pretty productive. Uh, Fifida, he's been good this season too. Uh, and it's a rivalry game. You expect, you know, there's probably going to be lots of back and forth, but for me, I think I would just roll Ward. He seems safer. All right. We'll keep moving along here and sorry, Buffalo shoes and sorry, Michael Erickson. Um, I'm going to try to hit up some of these guys we haven't had questions from because I just I'm looking down the list here. Man, you guys asked a lot of questions. <laughs> so we're going to try to hit up some of these people that we haven't gotten to yet. So Adam Huddle, one point PPR, pick one running back out of this bunch. TJ Harden going up against Cal. He's been coming, coming along over the last couple of weeks. Jawar Jordan versus Kentucky or DJ Giddens versus Iowa State. I mean, once again, Jawar Jordan, he's the one I'm throwing out here. Too much uh, too much risk on the injury there and him not being 100%, maybe being saved for Florida State. I'm not trusting that. TJ Harden versus Cal, like I said, he's been coming along recently. Definitely like what I've been seeing out of TJ Harden. I thought he would be doing this sooner than he did this year, but he is starting to overtake Carson Seal a little bit there. But that doesn't mean that can't change in a single week here. So definitely some questions there. And the DJ Giddens, man, it's in the same boat there in terms of Giddens has not been able to really break away from Ward either. And so my two top running back options here are both guys kind of stuck in, not even a committee, because it's really just a top two for each of these teams. So that just leaves me with the matchup. Cal, much worse defense than Iowa State. I can see a shootout potential going on between Cal and UCLA this weekend. So I'm going to go with TJ Harden out of these three guys here. Justin, your thoughts, man? Uh, I'm exactly where you are. I mean, we're getting a lot of questions with Jawar Harden, Jawar Jordan, this, uh, this segment. And yeah, the answer is the same every time. I mean, just the injury concern. I think you have to discard him. And then what separates Harden and Giddens? It's basically just a matchup. They're both in, in sort of a timeshare of another. Although Giddens, I think, is a little bit more clearly sort of RB1A towards RB1B in his situation. But it's not really uh, it's not really a clear distinction either way. So yeah, I think you're just left with the matchup, and it's not great either way between Harden or Giddens. 
but I think if you have to choose, probably you want to go Harden. All right. Going to run through these pretty quickly here um, to kind of finish things up here because um, I am actually running out of time. So we're going to have to go through these quickly. MDB, Darren Granger versus Old Dominion, Stone versus Navy, or Dart versus Mississippi States. Thanks, Gobble Gobble. Gobble Gobble to you too, sir. Um, gotta be probably Dart out of this bunch. Again, he's been very quietly super productive for fantasy this year. In fact, if I remember correctly, yeah, he's a top 20 QB here. Um, obviously a rough week in Georgia, but outside of that, he's been pretty solid for the most part. Definitely has some big game potential there again in weeks three and five, 39 plus fantasy points in both of those games right there. Once again, rivalry weekend, Ole Miss and Mississippi State love to beat the hell out of each other. I think I'm going to roll with him there, although I think both Granger and Stone are solid options. But Granger's been kind of banged up, been kind of on a losing streak. Old Dominion is, it's again, Old Dominion is one of the most psychotic teams in college football this year to where they could show up and get absolutely run over, or they show up and they're basically the 1990 or 1985 Bears on defensive field some days. Like it is completely back and forth some days. Um, Georgia State's offense is kind of in the same way where it can show up and you're looking at them being like, oh my God, am I watching 2019 LSU? Or some days they watch up, they, they show up and you're like, holy crap. Did Brian Ferentz get hired as the offensive coordinator when I wasn't looking? So I probably stay away from that game. Stone versus Navy again. I think it's solid, but Dart's probably the most solid out of this bunch. Yeah, Dart for me. Uh, I think you covered all the reasons there, Jared. All right, sounds good. Uh, Andy Amreen, half point PPR league need two for flex slash super flex. So I guess there's just two flex spots here. KJ Jefferson versus Missouri. Rocco Becht versus Kansas State. Frank Gore versus Troy, Jaden Ott versus UCLA. Normally in a super flex, I am always biased towards the quarterback position. I should probably actually put the question on the screen. Um, but Jefferson, offense has just not been working at all this year. Rocco Becht. What, what, what has Rocco Becht done this year? Well, let, me, let, me, let me find this man. He's QB 57 on the year. And he has had... One game over 25 points this year. So that's not really the greatest use of your Superflex option right there. You got Gore and Ott both with rough matchups potentially. But as I mentioned earlier, I trust Ott this weekend. I don't trust Troy as much. Or excuse me, I don't trust Gore versus Troy as much. But at the same time, I think still the ceiling's higher with Gore than either of these two quarterbacks in the situations that they're in at the moment so i'm gonna stick with the running backs here typically i don't like uh typically i don't like uh, typically i don't like starting running backs over quarterbacks in a super flex spot but that's just kind of what i have to do here uh for me i think i'm gonna go one of each uh jefferson you know i, I don't trust him against missouri he had a good game last weekend but they've been really up and down it's a very strange thing going on at Arkansas this year, even, even after the OC has been fired, they're, they're still sort of up and down on offense. Uh, Rocco back. I mean, if you just look at his production in isolation, like if he was a running back, the, the, the number is not that bad actually. Uh, so like, you know, if it's between him versus Frank Gore Jr. And, and Jaden Ott, 
Uh, I'd probably still roll with Beck. I know Kansas State has a good defense, though. Uh, like, to be fair, I guess, like, all four matchups are pretty good defenses. So, but I, I just like Beck because he's a quarterback and he's actually been decently productive throughout the season over somebody like Frank Gore, who, I don't know, he's just, he's very, very, very volatile. And then Jay Knott is probably going to be my second pick. Uh, again, tough matchup, but he's been pretty good this year. He's been pretty matchup proof. So I think Beck and Ott would be the two I'd pick. All right, moving on to Dan Miller here. Two wide receivers that are Lincoln Victor, Jay Macklin, Joshua Cephas, or Malachi Corley. I think an easy sit here is Jay Macklin. Again, he's been super touchdown dependent. Clearly, when he doesn't get the touchdowns, he can have really, really bad weeks. So I'm going to sit him out of this bunch. That really leaves starting two between three really good options. I'm Dan, you got to be able to put in. You got you got to be able to put in all three of these guys somehow in your lineup, unless you have a really small lineup. But gun to my head, I'm going to stick with the... You know, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the matchups. Lincoln Victor versus Washington. I like that. Malachi Corley going up against FIU this week. Joshua Cephas is going up against Tulane. The matchups decided there. I'll go Victor and Corley. Your running back question here, Ashton GNT or Cody Schrader. Do I go with the banged up guy who's, I'm not entirely sure what his role is going to be against a really good defense, or do I go with Cody Schrader who's going up against the Arkansas defense, which has been absolutely horrendous this year? It's going to be Cody Schrader 100 times out of 100. And then start three quarterbacks between Austin Reed, Byron Brown, Kate on Salter, Michael Penix, or Bo Nix. Going to go with the, I think I'm going to go with the three dual threat guys here. Going to go Bo Nix, going to go Kate and Salter, going to go Byron Brown, and that's that. Justin, you want to run through those real quick? Yeah, well, it's a boring answer for me. It's actually the exact same. <laughs> yeah, cool. Wide receivers, yeah. Victor, Corley have good matchups. Running back one is pretty obvious to me. And then quarterbacks, I mean, you can make an argument maybe for for Reed uh, or Brown, but I don't know. The, the other three seem safer. All right, next question here from Dogtown Red. By the way, shout out to Dogtown Red uh, for knocking me out in the BTR Dynasty League, both of us scoring over 300 points in that league, uh, in a sit-start league. So it was a really, really high-scoring matchup. So well done to you, sir. Start two tight ends here. Bryson Nesbitt, Jake or Justin Jolly. Gonna go Brilling Stool and Jolly just because of the matchups. Again, Nesbitt's been on fire, but obviously last week we saw that he, you know, it's not a guarantee every single week. NC State's a solid defense. South Carolina, UMass, definitely much lower tier of defense there for those guys to go up against. So I'm gonna go with Brilling Stool and Jolly. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably again, I might just flip a coin here and and go whatever that. Tells you got a three sided coin, Justin? You want to show me? Well, I'll flip a coin between each and then figure it out from there and just go like almost playoff style. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really for me to like differentiate between all three. That's it's been pretty productive lately, but I, don't know, I might just copy Jared's answer here. All right. Last one or last one here. Um, we can run through the other ones from Michael Erickson and them in a second. Uh, just naming names. Like we'll just name names, like who we would go with. No analysis. Okay. Uh, far away toss. The last one we'll do full analysis on again. Quarterback pick two: Drones, Armstrong, or Henderson at LSU. Uh, man, see, like Henderson, I don't want to trust because again, backup QB, but he is dual threat and is the LSU defense man. Like they they give up everything. So I think I'm going to go Henderson. I think I'm going to go Armstrong. Drones. He's been a solid 
waiver wire pickup for you in a ton of your leagues there. But I think Armstrong has kind of been kicking it off here a little bit as he's gotten the starting job back. It's UNC's defense, who has been very up and down this year. I think they're going down to finish the year here. So I'll go Henderson, Armstrong. And then at running back, between these guys, um, just picking one between Water. I don't really trust any of the Duke running backs. It's just been going back and forth between those guys all year. Braylon Allen in Minnesota. Again, I like Braylon Allen in Minnesota this week, but I think I will go Jaquin and Jackson just because of the matchup versus Colorado. And hopefully he can get more than 10 touches this week, uh, given the fact that they should be able to outmatch Colorado there. And then at flex, uh, White at Baylor. Who's playing Baylor again? Oh, it's um Jaheim White, uh, what um the West Virginia running back. Yeah, let's go with. I'm gonna still go with Jalen Polk again. You're talking about a top twelve wide receiver on the year. Yes, he inexplicably just nothing last week. They they had like Oregon State did a really good job covering him. Washington State's not gonna do that again this week. I think. You let go of the burn, and you start Polk again this week. He's been money for you all year except for last week. So let's go with that. All right, Justin, real quick, these three. Uh, yeah, can you scroll down real quick? Oh, I am so sorry. Like, I could have sworn I had it up. Well, it's all good. Um, I'd probably roll Armstrong in Henderson. Armstrong has been good since he came back. I don't know if that you know, getting Ben sort of gave him a kick in the pants or whatever, but oh, he's been good back-to-back weeks. UNC tougher matchup but i don't know i'd, I'd probably tr- choose him running back i'd roll with allen uh he was really good last weekend he's he gets more volume usually than jaquin and jackson and then flex position i don't know with white i'd want to monitor what they say about cj donaldson if he if like, donaldson's out uh, i'd probably slot in white if if donaldson if there's no update on donaldson then i'd probably just roll with polk yeah polk's gonna bounce back this week again last week was a super super big luke there uh, can we squeeze in one more question? Because Austin did just drop a question in the chat. All right, we're going to squeeze this one in real quick. Choose one running back. CJ Baxter versus Texas Tech, Estime versus Stanford, or Carroll versus Old Dominion. I'm going to go with Estime versus Stanford, mostly because of the matchup there. Again, Baxter, he's still a true freshman. They're going to have true freshman up and down value there. So I'm going to stay away from that, especially in championship week. Carroll versus Old Dominion, I like it. But I know Stanford is consistently bad every week on defense versus Old Dominion has been very up and down with their defense. So I think I'm going to still roll with SMA there. Any quick thoughts, Justin? Uh, I'm just going to roll with Carroll. Uh, Mr. Reliable all season. We know he's going to get the volume. So Sounds good. All right. Rolling back up here real quick to some of the questions we kind of had to skip over. Just give me a, ma- give me a name, Justin. Joan Royals, Akari, Javon Baker, or Hobart? Among these four uh, wide receivers. Uh gimme give gimme give gimme give Royals. Yeah, I'm Royals as well. Michael Erickson, Emeka Ibuka, Elijah Badger, or Jalen Knoll. I'm going Knoll. Uh yeah, Jalen Knoll. Yeah. Ibuka, that is gonna be something I'm gonna dissect after this year. I need to figure out what happened with Emeka Ibuka. That is probably the biggest bust in fantasy this year. Obviously he got hurt, but at the same time, like even when he is playing, he's just not getting the targets like he did last year or what we kind of expected out of the Ohio State offense. Anyway, um, Corey Horton, Povale Ashlock, Jalen Polk, or uh, Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee versus Vanderbilt? Uh, 
Um, uh, give me Jalen Polk. Yeah, give me Polk. That's how I'm, I'm feeling as well. Uh, Adam Huddle here. Four-point passing touchdown. One quarterback here. Jalen Henderson, LSU. Alan Bowman, BYU. Jared Guest versus James Madison. Henderson, right? Yeah, Henderson for me. Sounds good. And there we go. Got all the questions. And we got it done in the nick of time. We got about three minutes left here, Justin. So in those three minutes, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what they can expect from you over the next couple of weeks. Got some things figured out for postseason stuff? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for those of you guys who have been around, you, you know, I started in the offseason. So, you know, this offseason, off season, there'll be similar content. For the remainder of this week, I'll try to post QB rankings for this weekend for the Saturday games. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much the same stuff that I usually do. Uh, most of you, I recognize the names. I know you subscribe or you follow me on Twitter, so you already know all about it. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at VolumePigs, link to my website and my profile. Yeah, absolutely. Go check out the rest of Justin's stuff again here at CTN. We're going to have one more show after this week. Again, we're going to be teaming up with... Uh, John Lobb in order to bring a video version of the CFF Awards this year. I know me and Justin are working on that article with Lobb this year. We also got Mike Bainbridge, Joe Goodwin, and a lot of the other guys there at Fantrax putting that together. So absolutely be on the lookout for that article in the show that'll be coming out after that. Once that show is out, CTN will be taking a break to finish the season. Again, bowl games, stuff like that. We're going to sit back and enjoy those. We'll bring back analysis in the new year in terms of what we've learned from those games. But during the month of December, I'm going to enjoy my time with my family, give myself a little bit of rest, get myself recharged, because you guys know we'll be back in January starting way too early with analyzing what is coming in the next upcoming year. But a lot of great stuff for you there. And for those of you who are here and watching on the YouTube version of the show, especially those of you who are here watching live, I want to give a little sneak peek at a announcement that we'll be having here soon and i am going to throw it up on the screen and for those of you who are listening on podcast you're gonna have to go and check out the youtube version to see the little teaser i am throwing up on the screen a little announcement we'll be making after the regular season so be on the lookout for that all of you in the chat appreciate you guys for joining us really appreciate you guys coming on here asking the questions felt like we had a really good time here tonight this was fun. Maybe this is the way we do set start shows in the future next year. Again, it was a little chaotic to start and everything because I wasn't, I guess, fully prepared and everything. But it was fun. Glad you guys seem to enjoy it. Again, we'll see you guys next time. Really appreciate all of you guys listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed weekend. Good luck in your fantasy championships. <laughs>